And well met, my droog. It is your friend and humble narrator, Lou Brutus, and you are listening to the Night Nerd. Nerds rule! Jocks drool. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host Lance. It's Monday and we're going to talk some video games. So this past weekend, uh, specifically August 1st, my wife had a birthday. She turned years old. I'm, I'm enough of a gentleman to not reveal her age, but she's still young and amazing and awesome. And she had a, a great birthday. We had a lot of fun and I wanted to celebrate that this week. Well, my wife is super, she's super duper camera shy, and she's even microphone shy, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to get her on the show, but I still wanted to honor her and celebrate her in another way, because uh, it's a sweet thing to do, right? That, that, that's what we should be doing, be nice and sweet and everything, and... I got to thinking, I was like, you know, what, what would be a good thing? Well, her favorite series, one of her favorite series is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I I cannot tell y'all how many times I've come home or uh, walked into her workstation or whatever. And Buffy's been on, she's watching it for the 800th time. I was never a big Buffy fan. I never, I I mean, I enjoyed the movie because Ben Affleck's in it. Yes, he is. We'll get into that later on in the week. But uh, I I never, never quite understood the appeal, but she loves it. So this week we're looking at Buffy the Vampire Slayer because why not, you know? And for Wednesday's show, uh, something, some other things will come full circle and it's really good and exciting. But Anyway, Buffy and video games. This is an interesting thing because Buffy, there's six Buffy the Vampire Slayer video games. And as much as Buffy is very much like on top of their stuff and what is continuity and everything is connected, the video games are not canon. They're considered their own things. And... Even on top of that, like a lot of the games are portable. So of the six games, uh, in 2000, you had Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was on Game Boy Color from THQ. 2002, you had Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Xbox from Fox. 2003, you had Buffy the Vampire Slayer Wrath of the Darkhold King on Game Boy Advance from THQ. Also in 2003, you had... Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds and this one is fascinating and worth noting because it's the only one that was on multiple platforms. It was on GameCube, Xbox, and PS2. It was from Vivendi and Fox. So that's kind of neat. 2004, you had Buffy, blah, 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 The Quest for Oz. And this was a mobile game. And then in 2009, you had Buffy the Vampire Slayer Sacrifice on the Nintendo DS from 505 Games, who we love here, and they make amazing, amazing games. 
So these games uh, are all over the place and have you doing different interesting things as Buffy. The first one that was on Game Boy Color, it tries to be in continuity because it takes place during the fourth season. And the premise is Buffy's just chilling. She's taking it easy. And then vampires and demons show up on college campus. You know, these are Slayer problems. It happens. So she has to go out and fight and kill and make everything better again. And uh, it's in, so Game Boy Color, if you remember Game Boy Color, the graphics weren't quite there, but they were still able to do some really neat things. So we were able to get a lot of cameos, you know, aside from Buffalo, Buffy, we had Willow, Xander, Giles, uh, Anya, Angel, and Ethan all show up. Cordelia is on the phone with Buffy and that, that, that doesn't count in my book. But you had vampires, you had biker vampires, ninja vampires, Amazon vampires, uh, Victorian vampires, mummy vampires, all sorts of stuff. If it sounds like they're trying to throw a lot into this game, they definitely were. And it came across because people weren't a huge fan of this. I mean, if you go to Game Informer or IGN, they give it a 2 out of 10. I don't know that to be that hard on it. You know, it's it's Buffy. And one thing we're going to look at a lot this week and mention a lot this week is if you're part of that fandom, like you let a lot slide. You love a lot of things and you're going to just have fun with it. And that's what, you know, this first game really personified. Well, then 2002, we had Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And this was the one that was exclusive to Xbox to the point where it later was re-released as an Xbox classic, which is kind of cool. The game itself was supposed to be a PlayStation game. Then it was supposed to be a Dreamcast game. Then it was supposed to be a PC game and ended up on Xbox. And the game had a hidden multiplayer mode, which is kind of cool, you know, of all the hidden things in video games, the fact that the Easter egg is you can play multiplayer is really neat. But uh, Buffy has these weird dreams and the master comes back and Spike is bad Spike. You know, he he flips back and forth. Uh, The game, it's weird because the gameplay... It's smooth, but the story's a little convoluted. But as a whole, people loved this game. I mean, Entertainment Weekly said it was a B. And their their exact quote was, uh, quote, As vampire video games go, Slayer doesn't suck, end quote. Maxim, this was back when Maxim was, I don't want to say a legitimate source, but or even not even a credible source, but it was a source because of its fan base. They gave it a 7 out of 10 and everything. And if you go to Game Informer, it got a 9 out of 10. Uh, GameSpot gave it an 8.3. IGN gave it an 8.2. Like, it just kind of hit right on everything. 
I, I do think a lot of that is kind of attributed to Buffy fans. I forget what they're called, but by the end of the week, I, I promise I'll I'll know what it is. Then let's fast forward to 2003, where we had the Wrath of the Darkhold King. This was on Game Boy Advance. For some reason, Buffy has a big thing with Game Boy Advance. Uh, or, or just Game Boys in general, really. You know, it worked out. And it was able to show gameplay on the top and, like, cutscenes on the bottom and everything. And the it was not a multi-platform, uh, multi-genre. You know, you would have, you would fight stuff and you would solve puzzles and everything. And then you would have platformer sections. And it was, it was kind of all over the place. And this one actually kind of landed in the middle of the one, you know. Whereas the first Buffy the Vampire Slayer was not very good. The one that was on Game Boy Color. The one on Xbox was really good. Well, The Wrath of the Darkhold King was mediocre you look at the reviews for it all of them hover between like a four and a six meh that's that's not great you know the soundtrack was pretty weak uh there's just a lot that went wrong with it uh mostly the the sound the sound is what killed this game it tried to be castlevania more than, but then to the point where there was more Castlevania than Buffy. Like it wasn't a Buffy game, and so that that didn't go too well, you know, with with Buffy fans. Uh, then moving on, we had the Chaos Bleeds, which was on PlayStation Two. This game, again, this is one of the higher ones. You know, it was like a seven to eight and everything, and then even had like comic book tie-ins and uh, all these different ways to play the game and it was interesting because not only was it multi-platform like we talked about but you were able to be more than just Buffy you were able to be other characters in the universe and explore and solve mysteries and uh, do do everything you know whether it was PvP or you're finding these rabbits had these weird rabbits I it's real hard to describe just just Look it up on YouTube. It's it's really strange. But there there's so much going on, you know. And then there was like a horde mode. Uh man, it was it was crazy. And then the last games, the Quest for Oz, which was on mobile, and then Sacrifice that was on the DS. Uh Quest for Oz was kind of a platformer style game. Came out in two thousand four. Schmeh. That it was only five levels long. Sacrifice was a beat-em-up, more like a Streets of Rage type game. Came out on the DS in 2009. And it's weird because it was a beat-em-up. Like, at heart, it was a beat-em-up. And overall, it was a beat-em-up. But then you do something and, oh, you're in a first-person shooter. And it's it's really strange. Uh, It's another one that tried to be in continuity because supposedly it took place after the 7th season but it then the eighth season didn't tie into it and it was just strange you know Buffy as we'll look at the rest of the week um strange show strange continuity strange fandom strange everything 
but it's still a lot of fun. And that's what, at the end of the day, these games, they're fun to play. You know, especially if you're a fan of the show, you got your characters and you got some story and some cool moments and stuff. And so it it was what it was. But we haven't had one in over a decade. And maybe there's a reason for that. I I don't know. Uh, let me know, though, if you ever played in the Buffy games. I'd love to hear about it. Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're out there everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Uh, except on Twitch, where you need to look for Night Nerd Podcast. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Make sure to check out our store. It's pinned on our Facebook page. Uh, we have shirts, sandals, pillows, everything for you. Check it out. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us this week. Or today, not this week. We're just getting started, folks. Yeah, it's it's been a long day. Uh, not to get too much behind the scenes, but yeah. I wish it was the end of the week. Anyway, I'm Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.